We're, we're definitely gonna restart that. Okay. Well, now that that's open. Hello and welcome back to Three Fish in a Percolator, a Twin Peaks podcast. I am Harrison Kofer and I am joined by my co-hosts, McKenna Guttery. Hello. And Bradford Taylor. Hi! (laughs) (laughs) And this week we're going to be talking about the episode four. Um, Some people call it episode three, although IMDB calls it episode four. I mean, I just, I, I don't want to go through the whole thing of where it's the pilot and then episode one, because gotcha. you only have seven episodes in the first, I don't know. That sounds ridiculous. stupid. That yeah. sounds like baseball. You know, when they what? say that when first base isn't actually first base, it's at home. Oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I know it's not, it's not confusing to you adults, had me, but as you a had kid, me in the last half. Really you had me in the last half, actually. <laughs> as adults, it's not confusing, but as a kid, I promise. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I promise. As a as a child now, I promise you it was confusing. All right. Okay, so um, how did you guys like this episode, Kenna? What were your thoughts on this episode? Mm, slower than the other ones. Yeah, for me, it was slower. Um, than the other ones. But it was well, good. actually, I think the sec- second one's a little bit slower. Not slow. One. Okay, slow is the wrong word. I just think like less. Um, like you hated it. action. Yeah. <laughs> no dream sequences. I just mean, I <laughs> no. Uh, no, yeah, no dream sequences, so I didn't, wasn't as captivated. Yeah. But yeah. Brad, it was you? really good. I guess. On rewatch for you. There was. Hmm. I feel like there was less discovery. Yeah. Not so as much it wasn't on the case. as like, I don't know. Yeah. There was like no romance and nothing on the case, yeah. but it was still important and yeah. good. But those are usually the two things that they go to. It's either about the investigation or it's some romantic You know whatever. what's funny is that. Albert's like the only character who's like worried about the actual plot of the show in this mm-hmm. ep- in this yeah, episode. No. And Cooper's literally like, "Can you like relax for a second? Yeah, We're trying to make We're a full season right a- here. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have you snooping around, solving things too quickly." Although I guess the Renault brother stuff that that's works. important. Yeah, that was cool. Um, the funeral was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was. Okay. We're, we're gonna get to, to all yeah. this though. So, okay. um. We, uh, just so our listeners know, we record these three weeks before they come out. So if you're hearing something and we're not talking about something that's like current, it's like, well, we recorded this like almost a month before you're hearing it. Um, and actually while we're recording this one, the first episode still hasn't been released. It'll be released in two days. So that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. Whack. Uh, let's head over to the book house real quick for a couple. Now, do you understand why we call this next book the book house? We're going to head over to the book house and we're going to. Cover a couple, uh, couple fandoms things for, real quick. Cool.
<laughs> and you're back with uh, three fish in the percolator. I hope you enjoyed that little song. Mm. Cozy it up because we're about to we're about to dive in. The only fan thing I had this week is Happy Birthday, David Lynch was yesterday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Which means we are recording this on January twenty first since yesterday was his birthday. So Happy Birthday, David Lynch. Um, what a guy. That's kind of it. Kyle McLaughlin posted a Tweet and Peaks meme. Oh, no. on his on his Instagram. So uh, that was pretty cool. But uh, that's kind of it. Anything else you guys can think of? Brad, anything you can think of? Uh, for any fandom or anything? Yeah. I think I'm trying to think. I thought I saw something on... There's a couple pictures that I feel like have been posted for his birthday, either from Matt Shanamick or um, Kyle McLaughlin yeah. on Instagram, that I felt like this feels like a recent Do picture. you follow Matt A Shanamick? very recent picture. Yes, I do. I do not, so that's awesome. I do. Got well, my, I have my something. Riverdale fandom and my Twin Peak fandom in the same place. Mm. Oh, so are you full in Riverdale? I <laughs> started on season four, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> not really. But it's so fun. It's. Do you recommend it to Twin Peaks fans? It, like specifically I mean, Twin Peaks stuff? It can't hold a candle. It's literally like if you just decided to make a show, and it's mostly about nothing. But I love Archie, the comic book Archie. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's always entertaining. You never know what you're going to get. The show usually resets by the end of the episode, but it's just insane. I like... Like, what do you mean? One thing I like about Twin Peaks is that you have to keep track of all these different characters and all these moving parts. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so this guy, he did this, and then he was good, but then, like, that happened, and then he turned out to be this person's twin, and it's just, like, ridiculous. And Riverdale does that, too. But they do it, like, gladly. Yeah. And, yeah, they just embrace that it's just terrible and ridiculous. One of my problems I had with Twin Peaks, so actually, full disclosure, I quit watching Twin Peaks. Like, um, I remember the first time I watched it, I got to the end of the second episode, and I was like, nope. Not like wait, as soon as it showed Jacoby with the necklace, for some reason, I was like, I'm not doing this. That's like, I don't care. Like, it felt like Pretty Little Liars. Right at the end of every yep. episode, like it was like, but she was there the whole time. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I'm not going to follow this like really tangled soap opera. But then I tried it again and I got to Season this three? episode. Episode three. I got, I got to episode three and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But then I remember I got to specifically, I was like, I'll give it one more episode to really hook me. It was this episode that like mm. really did it for me. So um, are you going to go into why? Um, I think we might cover it while we're talking about it, it just, I, I don't know. This episode just seems like it really hit, the show hits its stride, like full going forward. It is more well-rounded. There's no more introductions. Yeah. I hate, and I hate having to go through introductions of a show. Yeah. Well, and with shows like, you know, Pretty Little Liars or Riverdale, you yeah. feel like you're always being introduced to yep. things. Yeah. And it's just you like, totally that's do. kind of how they keep you tied in is like, well, we made this convoluted story. We had to kill that guy to get rid of that story. And then yeah. they just kind of go on from there. I agree. All right. Well, uh, what were you, I thought? No, mine. <clears throat> do you watch Riverdale? Kind of. No, no, no. I do not. Um, I watch as I watch the bloopers and stuff. The funny things about it. You are. But I was a peculiar individual. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I was going to talk about the meme with Bernie Sanders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like a log lady one. Yeah. Oh. No, that's hilarious. That's all I had to say. Really. Was <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin funny. put the Bernie meme with only he was holding a log. I was like, my log does not judge. <laughs> It's pretty great. Well, before we get into Twin Peaks, let's listen to the Log Lady intro one more time. 
There is a sadness in this world, for we are ignorant of many things. Yes, we are ignorant of many beautiful things, things like the truth. So sadness in our ignorance is very real. The tears are real. What is this thing called a tear? There are even tiny ducks, tear ducks, to produce these tears should the sadness occur. Then the day when the sadness comes, then we ask, Bruh. will this sadness which makes me cry, will this sadness that makes me cry my heart out, will it ever end? The answer, of course, is yes. One day the sadness will end. All right, guys. Let's, uh... Why'd you take your top off? Hmm? <coughs> Brad, will you please put your pants back on? Brad, ah! Oh, my All gosh. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get back into Twin Peaks. So, this episode plays the theme... Tw- well, it plays it twice at the beginning because that's like that added like intro. Yeah. And then it plays it during the part with Josie and Truman. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if it does that on Netflix. I don't remember it doing that on Netflix, but honestly, this was like. Why would it not? I don't know. I, this is like way before I was like paying way attention it. to. Yeah. This was like. It's the fourth episode. I was just watching this on the couch. And I like distinctly remember kind of zoning out in this episode a little bit when I first watched it. Who? You? Yeah. I know, I kind of zoned out, too. Um, okay, so an interesting thing about the recap that we watched before, because we were watching these with the like the recaps on the Blu-ray, didn't have anything about Cooper's dream in it. I know. Oh, yeah. It just covered everything else. I'm glad that they did have a little flashback of his dream at one point. Yeah, they did. Yes. I was like, well, thank you. That he talks about it. Like. Where they cover the supernatural stuff? No, no, no. I don't feel like this show cuts back very often. No, like but in mid, mid well, show. actually, we'll talk about this in, for a second because we're going to it has some points I want to bring up. So we begin with Audrey dressed in red, which I think is important to point out because uh, of the red room. Mm-hmm. So she's wearing red. She's waiting in like the lobby area of the Great Northern for Cooper. And she's in front of the fire and she calls uh, Agent Cooper Colonel Cooper, which is adorable. Yeah, and she's a little salute yeah she gives a little salute and then cooper invites her for breakfast she at first says no and then he's like nah come on he's like okay like (laughs) very effortless easy and then he has her write her name and he checks her her handwriting and finds out that the note is from her for one-eyed jacks and then he notices her perfume also yep perfume oh yeah Smells amazing. Or something like yeah, that. he's he's very much into the into the perfume. She is he's very smitten. into it. Their chemistry is ridiculous. Yeah, They're like both... it's actually like ridiculous. Like they have really good chemistry. Yeah, they're both world class. Like, yeah, I mean they could have been in dramas in like yeah the forties or fifties, and they yeah done no really totally well, both especially Sherilyn Fenn. She yeah. is she's she's got this like like unknowable quality about her. That's just like perfect that's just so interesting mm-hmm. um brad feels like he's looking at me like i know what that quality is but okay uh. so he he's like why did you leave the note and she's like i wanted to help laura and he's like 
but you weren't friends with Laura. And she's like, but I understood Laura, which I think that's interesting. I think we should return to that. Who says yeah, that? she says like, Audrey says that. She, she, says, she understood, I understood her better Laura, than anyone else. Anyone else. Yeah. She's like, tell that to James and Donna because they're always talking about like, we knew Laura better than anyone. Yeah. And then you got and like the high school Laura. principal, like I knew Laura better than anyone. <laughs> I loved Laura. Everyone Laura. wishes. Everyone's pulling out you their, wish. their half heart best friend necklace like, at, at I... the funeral. It's me. They're okay. like chewing on it like that girl I'm actually her burgers. best friend. <laughs> so, um, also I'm wondering, anyway, we'll get to this, but like Audrey's dad has to play into this at some point. I feel like that, I wonder if that's part of her motivation. Cause like um. Audrey's dad goes to one eye jacks and she's the one telling Cooper about one eye jacks. Like, I wonder if that's part of it. So then she tells Cooper that one eye jacks is a place up North men go there. Women work there. Um, She's just adorable during this. I keep thinking about it. Anyway, sorry. I know. Audrey. Okay, let's move on. It's from the, it's from the get-go, on. though. She is, like, excited that there's something that's exciting. Because I yeah, feel like one of the reasons totally. why she's always behaving the way that she does is because everything There's nothing going on. Yeah, so she's bored. bored. Yeah, and I think that Cooper's the first, like, exciting thing that's ever happened. And Laura dying is, like, the first exciting thing that's ever happened. I she's agree. not upset, I don't think, no. at all. She didn't really have any attachment to Laura. Hmm. So, um, Laura worked at Horn's department store at the perfume counter and that's what, uh, Audrey tells Cooper and Cooper's like, that's where Renette Pulaski worked. Mm-hmm. Honestly, kind of feel like Cooper should have found this off, found this out before yeah. Laura mm-hmm. told her, but, or before I kind of thought he knew yeah. and he was just asking like to ask. Did we know, yeah. did we know that Laura worked there? I thought we I knew that. I don't think, I don't think we did. I feel like. Maybe I not, feel like though. there are premonitions because Audrey, because Ben and Jerry both talk about they had talked about about how there Laura was dying, a new perfume girl. But he, they also said Leland's daughter died, and yeah. Jerry was like, "I'm depressed." Yeah, I feel like at that point they had talked about. I feel like at that point they had talked about Laura working there, but maybe not. So maybe we I didn't. F- know. Yeah, but Cooper didn't know that. That's a good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so then is it implied that Audrey is working there? No. No. Not at all. Okay. And I'm so thankful she hasn't. She no, doesn't. I don't think that she does. So <clears> then <throat> um, he also says that her handwriting has a romantic nature, that her heart yearns. Be careful. Yeah. He tells her to be careful. And that, that moment is charged. Yep. Charged it's funny, heavily. Yeah, it's it's funny how, like, even still, I feel like Cooper's character is evolving a yeah. little bit. And he, like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say anything, but you could – it would be heads or tails at this point as to like where he's going to go. Cause yeah. like, uh, even Albert says later, like you trying out some of the local, what does he say? Like local, like something funny. I can't yeah. remember the local mushrooms. Yeah. That's oh, what he yeah. Says. yeah. It feels like he's like, I feel like you've been trying out the local mushrooms. <laughs> so I don't know if that means that he's, he feel like it's like he's getting crazy or like he's like too involved with people in yeah, the town. I agree. But, Anyway, there are a couple of things that Cooper does this episode that I feel like are like worth note that seem almost antithetical to him. Mm-hmm. So then Truman and Lucy show up at the Great Northern. They sit down and Cooper orders a gigantic breakfast. And I love what he says about there's nothing that, that compares oh, to the, the, the taste of when that syrup. Syrup touches that ham. Yeah. The syrup clashes with ham. It's amazing. So then Tr- Truman is like straight to the point, like who killed Laura? And he's like. Because that was the last thing we saw as Cooper was on the phone saying, the phone I know who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah. Which is really misleading because no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a couple of questions about that, but let me go, let's go through what he said about the dream. Cooper covers the dream and he says that he, he dreamed 
In his dream, he saw Sarah Palmer seeing the killer. Hmm. And I, I, I did not know that. Like I, I either didn't recognize it the first time I saw, saw the show, yeah. but like this time, I was like, "That's the Is first that what thing he, he says." Yeah, he says, "I saw that Sarah Palmer saw had a vision that she saw the oh. man who killed Laura." And then, because he, well, we know that she saw Bob. Yeah. And then he's like, and then I saw um, the one-armed man, and he, he talked about his friend Bob, and the Bob is the killer, and that Mike. He said, I saw a guy named Mike. Mike, and, one-armed man. And, and he's talking about, like, they had tattoos. Yeah. And then, um, but he took his arm off. Firewalk with me. I, th- I think he alludes to the tattoo was firewalk with me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which um, is cool. Interesting. And so then he says, break the code, solve the crime. So he saw the killer, the one-armed man, said his name was Mike. The killer's name is Bob. Immediately Truman's like, Mike and Bobby? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. But that's yeah. interesting. That's a double. Yeah. Um, they had tattoos on their shoulders, firewalk with me. They lived above a convenience store. I just, every time I hear the words convenience store of the show, I always think of Mike saying, I believe you call it convenience store. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, Cooper says that dreams come from the mind. There are specific pictures that become dreams. He then starts to tell the story about the Red Room, um, gum coming back into style. Laura is the beautiful woman. Sometimes her arms bend back, or they are from the birdies, birds sing a pretty song, and there's always music in the air. She whispered the killer in his ear, but Cooper doesn't remember who it was. And then he says, break the code, solve the crime. So, um, yeah. Do you think Do you think Cooper actually ever knew? Who the killer was, like when he woke up that night, like last night. Like, do you think he like? Do you think he woke up? He's like, he's like, yeah. That would suck. I don't think he did. I think he just had all this. Yeah. You'd think so, because like you'd be like, Andy killed Laura. Okay, well I'm gonna go back to bed. You would be like, Andy didn't kill Laura. Yeah. Um, it's Andy's a killer. It's cool how like each of those elements. Uh, What? No, nothing. I'm just scared. (laughs) Of Andy. Of you. (laughs) Andy doesn't isn't in a single frame of this episode. He's not in one frame. I don't. I didn't see him. I think he is. Okay. I remember seeing. I his mean, head he might be. In his hair. Um, <coughs> it's cool how all of the elements that you, not need, are not here yet. But yeah, a lot of elements that you will need, are introduced in that dream, and they don't really mean anything right now, which yeah. is cool. I agree. It is really cool. Um, because that's 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 basically they just set they set up like ten threads in that dream. Yeah. So at the morgue, Albert and Doc Hayward are arguing. Uh, Albert calls himself the Sultan of Sentiment, which is just like a great That's line. Great. Mm-hmm. And then Ben Horn breaks them up. And then um, what he is says, Ben Horn doing? That? He says oh, he's, he's, in, representing he's, in, the he's representing family. the Palmer family. Yeah. Um, he asks Albert about considering the feelings of the Palmer family. Albert explains that a funeral can happen any day, and that he can't he can't do these experiments any other day. And then Truman and Cooper show up, and like instantly they like take sides in the fight not take sides but they like try to calm down both sides and albert calls truman he says i don't suffer fools uh, easily <clears throat> i especially don't suffer fools and badges and he's like i can't do this conversation if this hulking boob is here that's what he calls truman. <laughs> he so goes great. on a rant yeah it's, uh, it's it, great yeah, albert is like on fire this episode i mean yeah. he's mean i love his, the character though like he's mm-hmm. great um so then um Albert like squares off with Truman. Um, Truman like punches Albert, and Albert like flips onto Laura Palmer's dead body. Which are we? Is that a dummy? That's a dummy. I don't know. When I was watching, I can't I'm like, tell. I think that's a dummy. 
I have no idea, honestly. I think that would be really expensive, and you would be able to tell. But then Cheryl Lee's later in the episode with brown hair. Like, I, I just wonder about, Could like... Could have been shot earlier. Logistics. Yeah, that's true. It did kind of... I will say <coughs> that her hair, partic- particularly, I noticed it in this scene, looked like a wig. Yeah. And that's I didn't true. think that. And that's other what, times when actually, she was in the autopsy, I never thought that. That's one of the reasons why I thought maybe it was a dummy. It was just fake hair. Yeah, I think that she... I think... Yeah, I have... I have I'm not sure, but what from what I understand about making dummies and realistic dummies, even for movies, they're really hard and really expensive. Yeah, it's true. So then um, Albert gets off of Laura. Cooper asks Truman to go to the car. Cooper asks Truman, or Cooper asks Albert to get his work done by the funeral and that these are the, the orders for him. And then Cooper is, yeah. repositions Laura's body mm-hmm. and he like tenderly puts her hand back up. I think that's really interesting and cool because it's like, she was in his dream last yeah, night. Yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah, like no, he it's knows weird. her it's now. Like she's right there. It's, it, it's exactly like he knows her now. It's yeah, like, he like Because the first no... time he saw her body, he was like, what's her name again? Laura Palmer. And yeah. now it's like this thing for him. Yeah. He has like an alive perspective of her now, finally. Yeah. That would be so, yeah, it'd be so strange. It's like, you're right there. Like, I wish that you could just tell me what happened, but yeah, that's really cool. I also, it's interesting how like, maybe, I don't want to say too much, but Albert, seems to be a guy that's in charge you know but the yeah. coop is the one that has like the final the jurisdiction he, like he has like the really he has like cool. seniority over him. yeah mm-hmm. it's super which cool which is like strange because he i guess it's just because albert seems older and also like is more authoritarian and stuff but yeah what i also like too was i felt <clears throat> i've been feeling like cooper is like a very like happy-go-lucky easygoing guy uh easy to get along with but with what's his face albert uh, with albert yeah. He's like I'm not I'm not putting up with yeah, yeah with this yeah it's interesting so it's cool so then we cut and we see Leland watching Invitation to Love and Invitation to Love is a very cool thing in Twin Peaks just that it's like a soap opera that's running alongside the soap opera soap opera that's cool and a lot of the time what happens in Invitation to Love mirrors what's happening in Twin Peaks which this is unrelated but the actor that is playing like some character in Invitation to Love, the guy, he looks so familiar to me. I can't I can't place who he is, but he looks so familiar. Oh, oh, oh I'm so sorry. Um <clears throat> so then um that when then we see that in Invitation to Love there's an actress that's playing two separate yet identical roles. And then we see Leland getting sedated. So the whole Palmer household, do they just have a nurse coming over every day? I like, here are your drugs. That. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting he's getting injected in the and arm. And that was right when Maddie showed up. And then Maddie shows up, which almost can make you feel like, is she real? Yeah. So then Leland oh, gets sedated, and we hear about the identical characters in the show. And then we see Madeline, who looks like Laura, with brown hair. Madeline is uh, Maddie Ferguson. Um, which, does Leland call her by her full name? He says Madeline, and then he says Maddie. Ferguson? Um, and she's, she's, she's Laura's cousin. Um, Which is interesting. Because in the dream, it says, this is my cousin, doesn't look, she looks just oh, like yeah. Laura Palmer. Um, I don't think Maddie shows up in any other parts of this. Is this she season? at the funeral? No, uh, she's, there's one shot of her at the funeral. Huh. There is, yeah. Which is interesting that no one's like, Laura? Yeah. <laughs> Like nice hair haircut, but um, so, I didn't realize she showed up this quickly, cause yeah, she did. Like I feel like it kind of for some reason seemed to me like a. This isn't true, but like Maddie's character season? seemed like a kind of oh this would be cool kind of idea, yeah. but 
she's in the third episode. Dude, she's, so she, like, and she also sticks around for a while. That, yeah, which is, yeah. I just didn't catch that. Do you know why her name, her character's name is Madeline? Mm, is it because of the lady in Vertigo? Yep. That's absolutely why. That's it, that's like 100% why they named her Madeline. Love it. <sighs> you, you love that stuff. Vertigo's. It, yeah, incredible film. Um, so, by the way, Kenneth, Vertigo is a film by Alfred Hitchcock, starring James, Curran, James Stewart and Kim Novak. Mm-hmm. And there are two, there's an actress plays two different roles that look identical, and one it's is crazy. brown hair. And it's like a man oh. falls in love with a lady, and then she dies, and then he sees a lady who looks just like that lady. And like, he tries to recreate about it. It's really, it's an incredible film. So, Leland stands up dumbfounded, he hugs Maddie, and they both cry. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at the R&R, Norma's meeting with a lawyer. He discusses Hank's parole hearing, which is tomorrow, apparently, in the show. And he asks how Hank will be able to make the parole work. Norma says that she will employ Hank when he gets out. But Laura makes a pass at Norma. Like, yeah. did you guys, like, what yeah. was that about? Was Why like, would you do you that? You know, you're pretty hot and you run this place. How do you keep the guys away? Yeah, it's it's the football coach again. <laughs> yeah. And she's, like, not putting up she's with like, it. She's like, well, yeah, she did not put up with it. you have a all. husband who's in jail for murder, that usually helps. And he's like, he's damn like, it, how okay. can I forget? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he leaves. So basically, all we got from that was that Hank's going to be back and he is going to be uh, pissed. <laughs> well, he's going to be working at the at the double R, which means he'll be at the center of hot gas. Yeah. So then Cooper marvels at some ducks on a lake. So cute. It was adorable. It's a, it's a, I love character moments some like that so much. In a pond. Mm-hmm. He's like, wow. Wow. So then they, uh, Cooper gets a lowdown on Truman, lowdown from Truman on Leo. So they start walking up to Leo. Leo is currently not chopping wood but just, he's just slamming an axe into a trying into, to look bad into like a stump yeah he's not doing anything yeah. um and he's cooper asked if he knew laura he says he didn't and then i love cooper human lie detector you're lying you're lying yep cooper, actually i think that's important to remember that cooper is like his one of his superpowers like in the show so far has been able to be like you're lying yeah or like how long have you been you know banging mm-hmm. josie yeah his words um, he asked about his words, not mine. He asked about Leo's criminal record. Criminal record. Why would he? Why would Leo lie about not having a criminal record? Like, dude, these are the law enforcement. They already know. He's like, uh, look it up. Yeah, and then he's like, where were you when Laura died? And he's like, Butte. You can ask my wife. Which then immediately ringing my head is Bobby going, Butte. <laughs> so, um, that's in the first episode. Isn't that's it? in yeah. the very first episode. They pull up and the trucks out front. Butte. So then at the Briggs, Bobby is standing in front of a crucifix and he's like grabbing for it. Did you guys, what was going on there? I, I don't know. I have he's no idea what that her, was. He's doing his Bobby goofing is what he's doing. He's Bobby goofing. So then he's like reaching for the crucifix. His dad walks in and he's like, I want to have a talk with you. Um, and they sit down and Garland's basically like he knew people men who died in war and that they were gone too soon he also believes that laura was gone too soon and then he basically tells bobby like you well actually first of all he says each man is responsible for his own actions and to add to the greater good in life that's what they're meant to do and that funerals are a way to achieve closure and then garland tells bobby not to be afraid of the funeral um so bobby says he isn't afraid and he has one of his like 
Signature tantrums of moments. Afraid? I'm going to turn it upside down. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> he says he can't wait for the funeral. Yeah. That's an yeah, that odd really reaction. Weird. When I, I remember the first time I started watching this, and actually right now it's kind of like, he could be the killer, actually. Yeah. Maybe Cooper yeah, was he's wrong. Nuts. But I mean, Cooper like is like, you know, we just talked about him being a human lie detector, but like, can't wait for the funeral. Yeah. So, um, then Bobby's mom pops in, is like, are you guys ready? Bobby, whenever he talks to his parents, at the end of the conversation, he always has like the most like confused look on his face. I don't understand what emotion's going on. He's just like, yeah, he's just. Really... You do the face well, actually. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, yeah. Like, he just seems really irritated by his parents. He does seem really irritated. Which is cool. By his I like that. Like when I first watched this, I was kind of on Bobby's side with them because I'm just like, just shut. Just shut up. Just uh, both of you are so weird. Just be quiet. <laughs> and I Jeez. thought that Garland was like this like cold hearted dude. Yeah. But you kind of see like later he's more involved. But it's like they set that up now. He's even yeah, now do. he's doing everything that he can. You know, it's yeah. like, I just don't know what to say to you. And I understand that. And that's fine. It's cool. It's just cool. Garland's a great character. So I like that he never loses his temper. He slapped Bobby once. But yeah. anyway, but he's being enough. So then we cut to the sheriff's station and Cooper and Truman are walking down the hallway and Hawk's like, Hawk just walks up behind them. He's like, hey, uh, Cooper. Um, so uh, no sign of the one-armed man. And then Cooper's like, he's out there. Keep looking. And then Truman says he's the best tracker. He's not. Like we've seen him, him go. fail. He like, <laughs> he like he was supposed to be tracking point then. blank. Like, there you go. Anyway, he wasn't doing anything with the Pulaski's anyway. I, I'm, I'm not going to, I will never rest my case about about hawk, hawk and his his reputation Been more hawk like at that point so then they enter a room that albert's in and they get the lowdown on laura basically laura was a cocaine user um there are two different kinds of twine used on her arms and it's the same twine that was fine found at, at the train car uh also there was soap like industrial soap used on her which is in her home brand mm. um but most importantly her arm her arms were tied back yeah and like albert does like the motion which i'm actually doing right now <laughs> and then cooper's like but sometimes my arms spin back <sighs> which he never mentioned i don't think he said that he no he didn't give that clue yeah no he didn't and then even uh, even like truman's like hmm? yeah, oh, yeah okay. what, what the? um and then uh is that is that what you want me to do is that what it would take for you to love me okay <laughs> <laughs> so, okay I'll so then um they he um, Albert says that like the killer killed Laura, washed his hands, and then kissed her, like pulled up her head and kissed her, which yeah. is like disturbing, mm -hmm. like above all. And then he he shows him that there are claw marks and bites on her chin, mm -hmm. and Truman's like, on oh, her shoulders too, and her shoulders so too. too. And then Truman's like, oh, they're an animal, an animal. And then Albert's like, oh look, it's trying to think. Um, what a jerk. Then Albert shows him that there's a small piece of plastic in her stomach with the letter J on it. Um, and then he says, which actually kind of makes me sad. He's like, a couple more days, who knows what I could have found. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah actually, I was like, lost opportunity. Side, it's like, yeah, it's like, the funeral, you can do that later. It's like, if you lose it now, it's gone forever. Yeah. So, yeah. Although it, it works that it. I believe that Cooper is on the town side. Like, it's like, they did yeah. a really good job, the writers, like, making that work. That's yeah. true. So then, um, 
the he, Truman leaves the room and Albert gives Cooper a report to for about Truman hitting him and then Cooper tells him like no I'm not gonna file that or sign that and he basically just tells him like I love this town and I should make a report against you I should, it, that, like that would like bury you so deep yeah. in Washington you'd never see the light of day and then Albert walks out um, a little mad it's obvious that Cooper's falling in love with the town because he says to Diane on this recorder he's like Looking to buy, getting some real estate up here. I want. I'm, I'm thinking about investing in a piece of land, and he's like, which I, which I would assume would come at a reasonable price, which is mm-hmm. called back to the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to the most important scene in the whole episode. Can we have like a section of this where we just talk about all the cute things that Cooper does. Cooper does. We should, totally should. You can go right. I ahead. want. I want to be in charge of that part. Okay. <laughs> you know what? We'll do it. We'll do it at the end. No, I'm just kidding. No, let's do it. <laughs> but seriously, though. Yeah, actually, that was a joke. Do it. But really, I want to do it. Really, though. I'll, I'll put you in charge of it. We're, Cherry pie, trees, ducks, you got syrup. It. Keep going. Flirting with high schoolers. Uh-huh. Flirting with high schoolers. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Real estate. Okay. <laughs> For sure. Any thumbs up that he gives. Yeah, true. So then at the Hurleys, Nadine swings around Ed and starts kissing him, which, by the way, there's a porcelain doll with an eye patch (laughs) that that Brad pointed out, which is great. So then Nadine says to Ed, love me. And Ed looks at her and he's like, oh, he's like, you bet. Yeah. Is that what he says? Yeah, Yeah. he says, you bet. And then Nadine says, last night was wonderful. I'm glad she stops there. (laughs) And she says that she feels like they're together again, that he came back to her. And then she starts telling him that, like, I used to be so jealous of you and Norma in high school. You guys were such a cute couple. And she says, she's like, I was just a little nobody, but I knew that I would be with you. I was just a little brown mouse. She's red, she's red-haired. She's like, I knew that if you got mouse. to know me, you'd love me forever. Or yeah. Something like that. Oh, um, yeah. This is where we turn the subtitles on in Spanish. Yep. That's yeah. true. Ed. Made so, it better. <laughs> that, someone had to know what was going on in this scene. So then... Um, <laughs> Then uh, they're hugging and And they're talking about being in high school. And then she hears a bike bulb outside and she says, is that your bike? Ed doesn't own a bike. I don't think he does. And then um, Ed's like, that's James. And she's like, who's James? And it seems like for a minute she just like leaves reality. Like, yeah, she steps away from like what's actually going on. Well, I like I like this scene because it's not that. Ed is with somebody that is good for him or treats him well, and he's just like being a sleaze bell, a sleaze bag, or whatever. It's like sleaze ball, fine. Yeah, sleaze ball, sleaze bag, whatever. Some sleazy whatever. He's not being a sleazy whatever. I mean, he kind of is, but <laughs> you sleazy the whatever. The problem is, is that she is horrible. Yeah, she's kind of horrible. Nadine is kind of terrible. Yeah, she's very on it. I no, know. I know, but it's it's like when I first watch it, I feel bad for Nadine because it's like. You know, if you're going to be with somebody, you got to just commit and, like, tell them if yeah. you don't want to be there. But it's like she well, doesn't even know who James is. She and, doesn't and, know. Well, well, in this moment, she doesn't know who James yeah. is. But it's like every time she talks to Ed or Norma, she brings up the other one. Yeah. Like, she always brings up, remember how you're not with that other person? Mm-hmm. I'm coming right between that, aren't I? Yeah. But she's still, like, oblivious so they still no, see each terrible, other. Yeah. It's weird. So then James comes inside, and Ed's like, we're going to the funeral. He's like, I'm not going. He's like, what? He's like, I can't. I just can't. And it's like, why did you come home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, that was kind of sad, but yeah. I don't know why he didn't go. So then at the Great Northern, Audrey eavesdrops on her parents talking about Johnny. 
she finds a she sneaks into a secret passage in the wall. Mm-hmm. This episode has a ton of secret things. Like yeah. so, this is one of like four. So she finds a secret passage well, in the wall. And she debuts in her like Adolf Hitler haircut, also. <laughs> yeah, that's that's coming up later. Okay. I got I got I got something for that. <laughs> so then, she watches Doctor Jacoby try to help Johnny get ready for the funeral. Um, and basically, we just learned that like Johnny's not progressing that well, and that um something happened and. It sounds like Ben Horn is like losing his patience with Johnny. Like I'm not gonna like mm-hmm. follow this any longer. I don't know how much longer it can go. Anyway, so that's interesting. At the funeral, everyone is there. The Reverend goes off on his thing. Um, he says, "Blessed be the dead who die in the Lord." Cooper's watching everyone. Did you want to bring something up? I wanted to say something about the like, um, the Reverend or whoever. The, the Reverend. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, another person who has a personal relationship with Laura, which well, is cool. Yeah. Um, it looked like know. he's about to bring out his half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, he, she loved me more than any of you. Well, I, there was a part in the one armed man when he's talking about, he's like my arm. He basically says my arm offended me. So I cut it off, which is like, that's a religious. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it totally is. Jesus is. If you offend your arm, you cut it off. Yeah. If you offend your arm, <laughs> if your arm offends <laughs> you, you, you cut stupid. it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I think is just like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember exactly what the connection was. I mean, they're both like religious things, but I think it's cool that, that like seeing someone take that, like literally, I think it's just kind yeah. of crazy. And I don't know if that's like exactly, I mean, that's what he says is like that his arm offended him and he cut it off. But I think, it is just noteworthy is all. So. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, it's super cool. So then um, <clears throat> a lot of religious stuff going on in this episode with like the whole Bobby crucifix thing too. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, hmm. Cooper is like watching everyone. He notices James showing up and uh, he wa- he's watching Bobby watch James. And then uh, Laura used to say that the Reverend talked too much apparently like to the reverend that's a bold thing to say to a reverend you just go up there every week hey you're not talking, talking about, yeah you're talking blah, about a lot blah, yeah. blah, blah. amen every time amen, <laughs> and then at the end johnny gives a very loud amen uh brad do you want to give us a taste of that amen uh, amen <laughs> you get something right so then um oh. bobby gives gives an even bigger amen and then he Amen. goes, Amen. And then he walks into the middle of the group and he, he looks at everyone and goes, What are you, what are looking, you looking at? at? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. You just made a loud noise and walked in the middle of everyone. A funeral. And then um, he says that everyone makes him sick. Everyone knew that Laura was in trouble and that they didn't do anything. He says that he's like, You know who killed Laura? Judith. I love you. Yeah. Um, says they're hypocrites. Yeah, which I don't. I don't. Your fancy words can't save her now. I don't think his, his he has a lot of evidence. Maybe that that's thesis. why he was doing that stuff in front of the cross. Is just kind of resenting. He knows that the funeral is going to be like a religious ceremony, oh. and thinking no, someone that knows Laura like Bobby did, thinking like yeah. this, she would think this was so stupid, well, and like also this isn't going to do anything for her now. I got I got like two questions. First of all, so. Bobby says, save your prayers, old man. She would have laughed at them anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's like the Reverend said that she he was close to her mm-hmm. and that they were best friends. They had pendants. They had necklaces. <laughs> it's like it, it'd be funny if it was just like a dolly shot of like the Reverend pulling out his necklace and then the principal and then like Doc Hayward and just like all of the other men and, <laughs> and Twin Peaks. They all start kissing. 
<laughs> um, yeah, maybe in your ideal world. Yeah, my fan fiction. <laughs> and then, so then James and Bobby just like go at it. And I love this sequence. It's just really cool slow motion. It goes motion. like music video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. No, it looks really crisp and, and then good. You, it, even during the slow motion, you hear, you're dead, man. You're dead. And then yeah. you're dead. Like it just, it goes really low. It's awesome. Um, and then so every guy in town besides Andy gets involved in this fight, like trying to break them up. Andy's Snake, Cooper, somewhere. Ed, Truman, Hawk, Garland, all of them. Mm-hmm. So then Leland cries and leaps onto the basket going up and down. Um, and everyone's just like, what is going on? And then Sarah says, now this line is interesting. I don't know what it means, but I was like, every time I heard it, I was like, she says, don't ruin this too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What else has he ruined? She said that her, this house is, what did she say? Oh, what did she say? She said this house is crazy or something like yeah, that. Didn't she say something? She said that last yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. He broke don't the ruin picture. This too. Oh, yeah. like the picture. So maybe, okay. I don't know. All right. Well, there we go. <clears throat> so then double R. Shelly is reenacting the funeral the funeral for some weird dudes and it's odd. That's all I'll say. And then these two I old guys are funny. eating it. Uh, they're like <laughs> <laughs> The funeral <laughs> She died. Hilarious. Dad's so, grieving. Oh <laughs> And then we see Truman, Ed and Hawk eating. Cooper joins up with them. But before that Ed's like he's like, We can't trust this guy, he's not one of us And then Truman's like, Believe me. Cooper sits down um, he orders some pie and he, he's like, I would love some pie. Like he, he, he reacts in the most natural way. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a little dog. And so then as soon as Nadine or as normal, as soon as normal walks away with the order, Cooper like immediately turns to Ed. He's like, so how long have you been in love with Norma? And yeah. then Ed's like, I too have been undressed by your words. <laughs> like takes the, ne- takes Ed the does note. not like, I, it does not react to it as kindly as other people have reacted no. to it. He's like, kind of. All right, buddy. But there's fun. nothing secret from you. Um, so then they tell Cooper that someone's running drugs into Twin Peaks, and they suspect it's Jacques Renault. Um, and that then Ed's like, I was watching Jacques Renault that night at the Roadhouse when he got drugged. He said it felt like someone had hit, hit me with, with a, a wood, a log splitter. With a log splitter. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. Which would be voice. horrible. Yeah. Jeez. Those things are terrifying. Did it really feel like that? Or was it like was it like snakes punches to the back of your head? So um, snakes, punches. snakes. Then they start telling Cooper about the Bookhouse Boys, and basically the Bookhouse Boys is a secret society of men in Twin Peaks. And that's a vigilante crew. This whole crew. conversation I forgot it's about awesome. it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome, and I totally forgot about it. But it's like super. I, I remember when I first was watching this, this is when I kind of perked up. I was like, this show's about to get weird. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Because what, what what Truman says. Yeah, he's like, there's darkness stuff in the woods. that we know there's, about. There's weird stuff he's in like, these old maybe, woods. Maybe it's the cost of all the good stuff, but there's some evil that yeah. lives in the woods around here. Yeah. And he's like, and it's our job to like, what does he say? Like, fight back against it. And he's like, what do you what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, just, it's amazing. It's very cool. Very strange. So cryptic. He's like Twin Peaks is a different place, um, and it's a price they pay for having for having it like heaven. There's a darkness, a presence that takes many forms, is what Truman says. They are there to fight it. It's a long-standing association, a secret society to fight this darkness. Isn't that cool? I've just been waiting for this conversation. I to know, the, yeah. like the past few episodes, because right yep. off the bat, you're like, "There's some weird stuff going on here." But I was waiting for this, and like the way they signal to each other too. I was just like. 
This know. is what I was expecting. I was expecting it to like. That's what I've been looking for since I was a kid. Take a really <laughs> weird turn, like just like oh my gosh, everyone's in on this big crazy thing. But, yeah. Yeah. I've been wait. I've been waiting to be part of something like the Bookhouse Boys, like my entire life. So honestly, the same. Um, part of anything. They part cut of any immediate, group. They cut immediately. So then we cut immediately to the Bookhouse. They have Bernard Renault <laughs> tied up. Also, Joey, that guy from the first episode yeah, that helps Donna out of the yeah. Roadhouse. Which, by the way, uh, Rip Donna. She's in one shot in this entire season. I episode. know. So then, um, she looks good though. In that one shot, she did. She looked great. Oh, she, that shadow looks better. Yeah, she she looks great. And then um, her uh, hat, super cool. Yeah. So then they found cocaine it's in Bernard's. Gonna kid. wear that kind of hat to a funeral. <laughs> okay. She's just trying to bring attention to yourself. Like, mm, better bust out my cute hat and my friend's funeral. Draw freckles on my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, on, I honestly, she did though. That was obnoxious. And like really pink blush. Yeah. But that's okay. Still cute hat. Everybody, everybody copes in different ways. Some of us yes. just do a better job at not making it about us, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we meet Bernard Renault. Yes. Okay? They have found cocaine in his kit bag. They ask Bernard about selling drugs. Um, What accent is that? <laughs> Jamaican. Is this supposed to be French? It's supposed to be. Because his, his last name, name is Renault. Renault. Yeah. His brother's name he is Shock. He just sucks at it. Okay, that's Brad, all. give us a little taste. I'm actually, to actually what he said. let me. He's uh, like. Uh, he's like what does he say? Like, he doesn't pay me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sell any drugs. <laughs> but um, it's worse than that. It's, it's like, really bad. He's like, can you pull it up at all? I don't they're know if they're like, where is Jacques? Um, I can pull up in a second. Um, but they're basically asking where's Jacques, and they're asking about the whole drug operation, right? Yeah. Cooper, you know James. Agent Cooper. James. This is Joey Paulson. Got to sleep at night then, huh, Bernie? Your brother didn't come into work the last few days. Where's he been? I don't know. He got personal business. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he got personal, personal business. business. He sounds like Jar Jar Why don't you ask him yourself? He'd be back tonight. In a minute. He got personal business. He'd be back tonight. In a minute. It's like the count. He's coming to work in the roadhouse. He's a bartender, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's a bartender, isn't he? <laughs> Do you guys catch, like, Indian in there? Like it is a little bit. And it keeps changing. It keeps changing. In that one, one, it is a little Indian. It's like, I I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but it's... I don't sell drugs. I don't sell drugs. Jacques don't pay me nothing. No! Jacques don't pay me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You mood up. (laughs) I'm no mule. So that ounce you have. That was for personal use. That's right. I guess you don't get a whole lot of sleep at night then, huh, Bernie? Your brother didn't come into work the last few days. Where's he been? I don't know. He got personal business. <laughs> Why don't you ask him yourself? He'll be back tonight. In a minute. He's coming to work at the roadhouse. He's a bartender, isn't he? Oh, the I, I could watch. I could watch a whole spinoff show on Bernard Renault. Yeah, honestly. Better call Bernard. Better call Renault. Okay, so twin nards. Twin nards. That doesn't sound very good, though. He's a bartender, isn't he? He's a bartender, isn't he? Got personal business. He's got personal business. <laughs> the back tonight. Oh my gosh. So then Cooper's like, why are you giving us this information? So then outside the roadhouse, speaking of, Jacques walks up, who apparently walks to work. Yeah. 
<laughs> He's like, all right, yeah, we I haven't we shown up for my 10 p.m. shift. Yeah, I don't think. I think this is our first time seeing Jacques Renault. This is our no. He's in the background of I think one shot. Uh, anyway, Jacques Renault arrives. He sees a red light flashing, and he just like, like immediately <laughs> runs away. I noticed for the first time that he is the cable guy from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why we do it. Next time, if we're gonna be late, we'll call. <laughs> So then, at the Johnsons, Leo gets a call from Jacques. What's Leo doing? Is he cleaning his shoes? He's using oh, yeah, a he's switchblade like, to, to like clean stab out his boots. His yeah. shoes. He's angry, of course. Well, kind of. It's because he needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Leo, <laughs> Leo needs a new Leo pair of boots. boots. <laughs> so then, at so then he Jacques calls and he's like, "Hey, can I, can I somehow pick you up?" Leo's like a dick to his friends. Anyway, so Leo's like, "Yeah, I'll come up. Shut up." And then Shelly gets home from work. She's like, hey, where are you going? He's like, you don't need to know. And she's so freaking sweet business. about it, too. She, yeah, she was, yeah, like, being so cute, even. It. Like, she's leaning on the door. She's like, hey. Which is hilarious, knowing that she has a gun. She's like, hey, and she, hey I'm going to kill your ass. I can't wait to kill you. <laughs> so th- yeah, no, so then he leaves, and Shelly takes a gun out of her purse, hides it a wood panel in the kitchen. A pearl grip nickel plate. A beautiful plate. gun. The second yeah. little secret compartment that we've seen this episode so far. Because we've had oh, the, the, the like secret her dad's compartment in the horns. Is that what that is? What is that peephole in the Ben Horn's office? It's in the, like Johnny's bedroom. Ew, I don't know. That's no, really I think they're weird. meeting together. I don't know. I need to look at that again. That's Which, by the way, it's gotta be in the office. I forgot to bring yeah. it up, but if <laughs> do they live at the? Have we established? I think they, that I think they, they live do. I, li- I actually, it's like Sweet Life Zack and Cody is is a, is a like a, a, a monument. <laughs> so that's why she is the way she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's a couple things about the Horn family. There's a double. Oh, oh. You mean the, I am in your oh. life. <laughs> you, you can, mine. Wait, you can instantly like just do the theme song. Yeah, most of just the time. Sweet, it's like never mind. <laughs> okay, so it's both I, the Lauras. Another thing I forgot to bring up was that. Um, so, any actually, I'll bring it up later. So, Shelly hides a gun, like nickel-plated gun, in in the kitchen. Brad's the one who pointed out it was nickel plated, so I'm giving him the credit right now. He's literally flexing his triceps. Like, so then we cut to Martel Manor. So this scene is very important for like four reasons. First of all, at Martel Manor, Truman and Josie are talking. Truman's like, What's wrong? And she's like, Oh, nothing. He's like, You're so hot. He's like, <laughs> It's almost like he says in the back of his mind, I'm glad nothing's wrong because I, like, eh. I got an agenda this weekend. I got a. I got to lay the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so then he tells her that she's beautiful. He says he can tell her he can tell something is wrong and that he wants to know. She says that something she's like, oh, nothing. Something horrible is going to happen. Yeah. That's what she says. And then like, I'm going to get hurt. Uh, she says that Catherine and Ben Horn are going to hurt her. Uh, and that Catherine is always. Oh, so then we see that Catherine's secretly listening to this. Yes. Which is, is she doing that all the time? Does she just do yeah, it no, when right? he's like, there? Does yeah. she have the button permanently They don't pressed? get invitation to love at their house, so she's just like, what are the maids saying? <laughs> so then Josie tells him about the two books. Josie's not the maid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she's not. Kidding. So <laughs> then Josie tells him about the two books and that Andrew dying might ha- not have been an accident. She asks Truman why there are two books. I just love that Josie's moving one step at a time, waiting for anyone else who speaks English to be like, can you explain this to me? (laughs) What is shenanigans? Um, And then in the safe, there's now only one. She she shows uh, Truman the the safe, which is secretly hidden behind a bookshelf. I know she's yelling it out loud. She's like, yeah, I don't know if she knows that this is back here. I don't don't think she knows that I know about the secret safe. Hold on. So then there's only one book in it, and... um, 
that's pretty important. Um, and then we see that Catherine has the other book and as she's listening. she And then she hides it in a secret pane in her dresser. The fourth, like, secret compartment of this episode. Like, that's just, like, a huge True. thing. And then um, Pete comes in. He's like, he's like, have you seen my tackle box? And then Catherine's like, you know, I knew you were helping Josie. And he's like, maybe I'll check the truck. I can't, I can't yeah. read the expression on his face either. I can't tell that's if he's great. like, no. oh, I'm going to effing kill you with my tackle box. <laughs> so then we cut to the cemetery. Cooper's watching over Laura's. <laughs> so Cooper's watching over Laura's grave. Yeah. Why? Creepy dudes. Also, why why is Laura's grave still dug? Like no one's been. Is it, are we for it sure that buried. it is? I couldn't tell. I don't think we could. Well, tell. If, if someone should have told Albert that, he probably could have done another autopsy. <laughs> if they haven't like put <laughs> the body, just, just come on down. <laughs> if you look at it, there's just still a hole in the ground. Like nothing's. I happened. don't know if there is. I, that's why I'm saying I can't tell. I can't tell if it's like I didn't barely see not filled or if it was. Dug no, I, I I like I would put money down that it's like empty hole. That's gotcha. so weird. So then. Dr. Kobe shows up. He, um, Cooper walks up to him and he's like, I didn't see you at the funeral. And Jacoby, I'm a terrible person. Yeah, he's like, I'm a terrible person. I listen to people's problems, but people think of me as their friend, but I really don't care. And then I immediately thought of Snake saying, oh, I'm not your friend, Ed. Um, oh, I'm not your friend. You think about that mm, three times a day. I do. <laughs> and then he, Jacoby's like, I didn't, I, he didn't think anyone could reach him again until Laura. Mm-hmm. And then she changed all that. Yeah. And then he couldn't come today. He says, I couldn't come today. I just couldn't. Which literally matches what James says. Yeah. I can't. So yeah. they just can't. And then James similar, shows up. Similar re- relationships with Laura where they were both being cucked and yeah. nothing mm. was happening. Yep. I agree. I mean, would you give any to Dr. Jacoby, Kenna? Would I? <laughs> You're so offended by that question. <laughs> if you were Laura. You really think that low of me. No, no I, if I was Laura. If I was Laura. okay, I I, did, I, I did not think that low of you. I'm just saying, like he's not. No, that, no, no. He, he's not as attractive. If I was Laura, if you're pulling I mean, yeah. Bobby, yeah, okay, might Jeez. as well. Anyway, it's a small town. So then, back at the Martell Manor, Josie asks Truman if he thinks someone could have killed Andrew, um, and then she suspects that someone did to get the land, and if someone, if someone did, they're gonna kill her too, mm. and then. The Twin Peaks theme kicks yeah, in, which, like, it's why? Like, it's like the music was listening to Josie as much as he was. He's like, yeah, okay, that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, we got to oh, wrap oh, this they're, up. They're, they're going to kill you? We got to wrap uh, this up. Okay, well, let me just... <laughs> yeah. Let me just... Why does it have to sound like that? Truman says, he says, nothing will happen to you as long as I'm around. I would never make that promise to a woman in my <laughs> no. life. No. I am married <laughs> and I wouldn't tell my wife that. Ever he then kisses her like really hard and then it cuts away to him laying her on the ground and yeah. then like 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 Kissing tongue first her. like a spaceship looks like <laughs> And then we rewound that we rewinded that part. We watched it like four times for some reason. Then. Yeah, and then in slow motion. <laughs> So and then, then in Spanish. So then at the grave. Then it's like. <laughs> it's like. So then at the Great Northern. Sorry. Hawk and Cooper are talking about the human soul, and Hawk's like, "I believe in several souls." And Cooper's like, "That is way up my alley." Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. He's like, "Hell yeah, I'll drink. I'll, I'll drink it to that." Yeah. He's like, "What? Are you, so what are you talking about?" He's like, "There are different, like, souls for like different purposes, basically, right? Like, there's one for the body, one for the, the mind." And uh. Oh, I realized what I did. And then he asks, 
Is that where Laura is? And Hawk says... And then he's like, Laura's in the in the is in the ground. Like <laughs> Hawk, Hawk literally like <laughs> like ends the conversation. He like set it up and like kind of gas like he's like gas. Like, do you think that's like, where Laura's? Yeah, no, yeah. Laura's, yeah. Laura's, they go all kinds of places. Is that where Laura's? No, you dumbass. No <laughs> I was there. Okay, he, I saw you at the funeral. <laughs> he literally Hawk brings up. He's like, there are dream souls. Like yeah. he, that's something he says. Mm-hmm. And Cooper's just like, I'm taking this. I'm like, I'm eating this up. And then he's like, No, Laura's Laura's dead. She's in the ground. Mm-hmm. And then it's just it's like, also. This their conversation is playing over Leland's dancing. Well, I'm about to get to that, which is significant. The dancing is significant. So we then see he's been dancing a lot. He has been. He's he's uh, just a boogie king. He just got to boogie down to so get his wiggles out. We see Leland on the dance floor. His dead daughter wiggles getting going. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Cooper and Hawk toast to Laura too, like to Laura Palmer who is dead in the ground. Um, and then Leland cries and starts begging everyone to dance with him. I'm, only the women. I'm well, well yeah. Obviously. I'm, I'm taking yeah. Oh, uh, what why why obviously? <laughs> a man can't dance with another man. <laughs> That's that would blasphemous. Be, <laughs> that would be disgusting. Well, I was just I wasn't saying because yeah, of that. I was yourself, saying because please. of Laura. Sure. Okay. Laura's a girl, like I don't know what you want me to say. You guys turning this you guys are really gonna shit on me right now. No, I'm not. It was just Brad. <laughs> anyway, so Leland's crying and begging everyone to dance with him and literally everyone's like, No, get away, get away, stop it, no, no. And it's like I, I really think that stop someone it. No, no. I really think that someone would be like sympathetic and be like, Fine, I'll dance. Okay, but with you. he was being over the top. He was like, crying. If he was yeah, he was sobbing. If he was like he's like, like I my question like, is what is going on? Where are they? They're in the Great I know Northern. they're at the Great Northern, but yeah. why is there a dance? Yeah. Is it like a sock hop for Laura? I don't know. Possibly. That seems an odd way to celebrate after a funeral. I also thought <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird way to get ready for a funeral the next day by dancing with a picture and smashing it in your living room. I was thinking about that. That's I don't know if he meant to do that. <laughs> that was <laughs> not the, all of it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to smash this picture. So then Cooper and Hawk are watching for a while and they're like, all right, we got to we gotta take this guy home. So then they stand up and they take they offer to take Leland home and Leland just is like, home. Home? Home. 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 It seems like he doesn't want to go there. Like he's at the Great Northern for a reason. I I don't understand like why he's so out of it all the time. Like I get like that. and like Well, I get that, but Hmm. not like to that level where he's just like not even coherent sometimes. He's like, home? I just cold hearted. Okay. Just like get over it. Like like dance like dance with a woman and get out of there. Oopsie, she died. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Never mind. (laughs) Here, I understand what you're saying. It's not typical. It's strange. I I agree. Like, it's on. I would understand on a certain level, but I mean, yeah. He's 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 reacting to this hardship very oddly. Also, where's Sarah? She's just like. She yeah, go to, the, the go to the dance. Have yourself. I know. No, that's it. Well, she's just sick of him. She's like, you've been ruining everything in my life. You Leave. keep dancing with all the pictures and breaking them. <laughs> well, guys, that you ruined is, my record player. That is uh, rest in pain. The episode. Let's. Is that how it ends? Yeah, that's how it ends. And then it cuts to the the stops stoplight. Stop yeah. So cool. let let's go to the red room and let's talk about the supernatural forces in this episode of Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if you reround what Brad actually said just now. It's like Leland should dance with a man. <laughs> no, it says who the killer is when he does that. Mm. Andy is the killer. 
So, um, were there any supernatural parts of this episode? Nope. I was looking out for them this episode. I didn't really. There was I mean, besides just the like, one part, he said, sometimes my arm's been back, but yeah. just callbacks to yep. the dream. Yep. Well, also some stuff in the dream that we didn't know that Cooper saw. I would we... say it's supernatural that she was tied up like that and that Albert mentions it, that she was tied up with her arms back. You know. Do you saying? think that has anything to do with the crucifix? Interesting. Because there's a part where Bobby's like doing his arms like a crucifix, yeah. but he's not bending his arms back. Well, yeah, that's interesting. And people are, are traditionally tied to crosses, not yeah. nailed to them. Yeah. Mm. So we also found out that Cooper saw Sarah Palmer see Bob in his dream. Yeah. That must have been pretty wild. <laughs> Some wacky, wild stuff in this episode. I'm trying to remember if there was anything else that was... We kind of talked about... You know, usually that. when you have a dream where you find out who the killer is, you write that down. That's you what... You didn't do that, that, did you? <laughs> oh, interesting. I'm, I'm not psyched at all. I'm bummed. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been wild. So, uh, Truman and Lucy were in the dream? Did you have a comment? No. Oh, yeah. Did you, no, you no, want no, to? No, no, no. Cooper okay. also said... You were there and you were there to Truman and Lucy in the dream. They weren't. I didn't see them. Yeah. No. Or maybe it's like one of those things where it's like, my father's in my dream. I didn't see him, but I, I knew he was there. Like, like I, I feel, felt your presence. So, um, are you okay, young pretty girl? <laughs> young Something pretty wrong. Girl. Young pretty girl. Oh. He's away on personal business. He's <laughs> <laughs> a bartender. <laughs> bartender. He's the bartender, ain't he? I can't remember what he says. So I think, I think... Bernard Renault is that maybe my favorite character of all time. <laughs> His accent was supernatural. Um, he's a bartender, isn't he? <laughs> 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 that, that has to be a he's a new bartender, isn't he? <gasps> oh my gosh! We need to add I'm, to the soundboard with just yeah, little things like that. We, I'm like, gonna, I want, <laughs> when, when only, we get to put it down, that has to be a permanent addition. I want to have only uh, only Bernard Renault soundboard. I will say about <laughs> the bookhouse. I'm no mule. I'm no mule. About the bookhouse. Uh, oh yeah. Matthew Lillard posted a picture with an FBI shirt. On, oh yeah. On his Instagram. But is that? I don't mm. know if that is he. He's been. In other or is things. it because Scooby's gonna join? Scooby. Yeah. <laughs> Shaggy is now Scabby. in the FBI. Scabby. <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby are now in the FBI. Scabby. Scabby. <laughs> 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 That's so gross. That's the worst. Scabby do. That's right. Guess you don't get a whole lot of sleep at night then, huh, Bernie? Your brother didn't come into work the last few days. Where's he been? I don't know. He got personal business. (laughs) 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 He got personal business. He got personal business. He just hits all of the accents weird. Actual supernatural thing. The conversation in the R&R. About dark forces in the woods. Oh, duh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's actually... Okay, good. Yeah, so yeah. apparently... It's, it's, okay. He said for generations there's been the Bookhouse Boys. So, which is strange to me because Cooper is kind of trying to explore supernatural things really early on. You know what I'm saying? With... What? <laughs> <laughs> you think about Scabby or what? <laughs> I just thought of personal business. He's got personal business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Cooper keeps bringing up to Truman, like... 
uh, I have these supernatural things that I want to tell you about. Yeah. And he seems resistant to it, but it's almost yeah. more like he seems surprised that he's cued into all that early on. That's it's true. weird to me because it's like Truman seems to be the one that is like not on that. But he's like, hey, I got to tell you, like, we've been thinking about these supernatural things for a really long time. Well, it's not just him. It's the whole, decades. We have it's, been aware of it. But also it's like it's been passed down. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a really significant conversation that I completely forgot. Okay. So a couple of things. How funny would it be if right before that conversation, Cooper's like, so Truman, how long have you been fighting supernatural forces? <laughs> <in two weeks?"> <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been a member of the secret wait, society? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Asking a few questions. Do you ever sell drugs to Laura Palmer? I don't sell drugs. How much does Jacques pay you to be the mule? Jacques don't pay me nothing. <laughs> don't, don't pay me Jacques nothing. Jacques don't pay me nothing. What, what if he was like, so Bernard, how long has Jacques, uh, Jacques been away on personal business? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, like, I hit the bartender. <laughs> he's a bartender, isn't he? So I, I was so like. Oh, also Bobby and Mike. Huh? Mike and Bob are the names of like the one-armed man and the yeah. killer. Bobby and Mike. Weird. Yeah. It'd be fun. It'd be weirder if Bob's name was Snake, <laughs> so, or Mike's name was Snake, or if he was an actual snake. <laughs> so then I was so starved for like supernatural things to put on this list that I put Johnny Horn question mark because he's been a big focus these past couple episodes because we yeah. learned a lot about yeah. like his emotional problems. Okay, we're gonna head to the R and R where we're gonna go over one, two, three different segments and i actually have a new one for us this week so let's uh let's go ahead on head on over there okay Uh, maple syrup touches the ham He'll be back tonight. In a minute. He's coming to work at the roadhouse. He's a bartender, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's gonna get annoying. We should play the ham and the syrup. Oh yeah, we should. Okay, so (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So this is a new segment called Question of the Week, where I'm gonna ask you guys Mm. one question that pertains to something narratively, plot-wise, or thematically from this episode. Um, but I actually have three questions. So first question, is Shelly a dick? Shelly? Yeah, for like making fun <laughs> of the funeral to those guys like an hour afterwards. Um, it's kind of dickish. So she's not, she was never close with Laura though, right? No, 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 no. So she I think really she, she's just mindlessly being insensitive. She in my also opinion. knows that Bobby was dating Laura. Everybody knew that Bobby was dating Laura. Is she happy that, she's, that he's dead? That she's dead? Mm. So do you think if Leo probably, was Yeah, she probably doesn't killer, like her. If Leo is actually the killer, do you think she's like, that's right, baby. Way to go. Maybe she, yeah, she... had him do it. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I don't think so. I don't think so. If I witnessed what just happened of Leland literally body slamming the casket. Oh, I, I would have Instagram live it. I have it. to tell somebody. I, 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 <laughs> I would have Instagram live that. <laughs> I have to tell somebody. Like, you, you're, like, like, you're like itching to get to the car. It's insane. Do you know what I think of with every I funeral scene? I would want to process that by myself. Yeah. That would be 
it's too crazy. Do you know yes. what I think of with every funeral scene and anything now? Because it's been ruined for me. It's not as good as the funeral scene in yeah. Spider-Man. No, it's not as good as the funeral scene in I Think You Should Leave. With a guy oh my gosh, horn, yeah. honking his horn. Pride, oh, oh. Day, night. Are you ever so I'm horny that your stomach hurts? Because I am. That's <laughs> I've, I've seen, seen most of these. Of these. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my next question. So... Cooper is like surprisingly okay with the book house. Is that weird for you guys? It's a vigilante is social association outside and it's the so law. So sketchy the way he talks about how he's how he's like it's like almost like when you're born. Yeah. You're like, you're like in it. it. It's like fathers and sons passing it down. Yeah. Mm. Well, he immediately had a problem with Ed doing anything. Yeah. He's like, That's a bit outside your jurisdiction, isn't it, Ed? Like And then he finds like, Oh, you're part of secret society that could be like outside the law. That's that, fine. It's definitely I think illegal. He's... And you're, you're kidnapping people? Oh, oh, you're kidnapping people? Oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> but like, He's too in love with the town to even care. But, like, what do these kidnapped people do for their jobs? That's, like, the great question. You got personal business. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, all right, my last question. How do we feel about Audrey's hair at the funeral? Dig it. Love it. I don't know why she had to do it, but I'm I'm cool with it. I like the other hair. I don't know. I don't get it either. Why'd you do it? <laughs> but I'm a fan of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'm so excited to get to that. But, um... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's so fun for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just laugh. <laughs> Who else is he dealing with? Why don't you ask him yourself? He'd be back tonight. He'd be back tonight. He's coming to work at the roadhouse. He's the bartender, isn't he? He's the bartender, <laughs> isn't he? He's a bartender, that. isn't he? We gotta get that. Yeah, we do. Okay. That's so great. Well, guys. What was your last question? Oh, she's here. She looks great. Yeah, she does look great. She, can she always anything. looks great. She but could have a I bald just, head. Her other hair is so great. Yeah, though. it is. It's way better. Her hair in the first episode, not so great. This well, episode, no, they're, it was they're great. They were still like, trying it out. And that was filmed like six months before they actually started shooting. Like, I would rather two. have the slicked hair than the hair she had in the first episode. Just oh, say. okay. But her regular hair, love it. I, her makeup in the first episode is really what my issue was in the pilot. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. So wait, what is this segment? Just questions? Yeah, it's just questions of the, the group. week. Questions, yeah, that's it. Uh, so now we're gonna go on to favorite scene. We're gonna have. Do you have any Kenna questions? Go for. Oh yeah. Questions. I thought the segment was gonna be. I come up with yeah. weird, oh, yeah. weird questions That's fine. for you guys. I like those. I like the funny weird questions. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Never mind. Thank you. So yeah, just, just shut up. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go favorite scene now. And we're gonna start with Kenna, then Brad, then me. Favorite scene. Well, is this the one where you guys can't have the same one as me? Yep. So you get first dibs. Okay, well, I'm obviously going to choose the um, the scene where we figure out about the book house. Um, oh. At the R&R? Yeah, at the R&R. Okay. That's not super obvious. Really? That's not that yeah. obvious, no. There's, oh. there's a lot of good stuff this episode. I mean, yeah. To me, it is because I chose it. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah. Well, it's yeah. kind of like... You're a podcast host, aren't you? <laughs> I can't even do it. Like, You're the bartender, isn't he? <laughs> Uh yeah, that's just my favorite Scabby. because <laughs> <laughs> that's a great one though because Continue. that's it literally that taps into like my childhood like yep. desires of life. Uh, I want, that's what I, I, just I want what a I'm secret d- society against evil forces. Yeah, that's all I've ever wanted. That's all you've ever wanted. But instead you I got Sarah. Got what do you think? Instead I have a podcast. Instead you have a podcast and Sarah. Yeah. Um, I know. Like I said, it was just what I was waiting for the whole time. Yep, it's and pretty great. Like Brad was saying about it. It's like the moment where you realize, oh, I'm in this because now something is really sketchy and you know for sure that it's sketchy. Yeah. It's yep. confirming a lot of like suspicions like, eh, I thought something yeah. was off about you people. So, 
Loved it. Brad, what's your favorite scene? I am split between two things, but I'll pick... I think Leland meeting Maddie was mm. just oh, really yeah. cool. It was I, cool. My other pick, which it I think you're so going to pick, this is going to be Cooper and... Um, Audrey at the beginning. Oh, that's my second. No, one. No, second that, that can be your first one. That's not my first one. I am still gonna go with Leland. And you guys are Maddie. playing this game poorly. <laughs> what do you mean, you guys? My favorite scene of the week is when they talk to Bernard Renault at oh. the book house. Like, why wouldn't it be? Are you kidding well, me? I was waiting for someone to say the uh, the funeral. Because yeah, that's well, pretty cool. I did love that. It's and that is interesting how we all went around that. the main. I know. Amen. I remember. Amen. That later. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Good job, Johnny. Amen. I did love that, but I gotta go with meeting Maddie because that was just cool. Yeah. And I love Leland. And yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Two great characters. Yep. yep. Maddie at the dance yep. at the end. Yep. What's yep. she doing? She's just chilling with Sarah. Like they're yeah. baking something. Okay, guys, who won the episode? We're gonna go with Brad. Then Kenna, then me. Leland. Well, hmm. You've got a big fat crush on Leland. I do have a big fat crush on Leland. I like a lot about I this. love Ray Wise. I am going with Leland, though, because how do you... Swan dive onto a casket? Swan dive onto a casket, and I still feel bad for you. Yeah. Like, I'm not laughing at when that happens. I'm kind of, like, uncomfortable, and I want to laugh, but I'm not going to, because it's just like I... Somehow, it, I, it's convincing. Like, I'm convinced that you are really in like pain i agree all this which is he, really cool because he has to do ridiculous stuff and still sell us on and i think I'm, I'm forgetting earlier i mean albert is fantastic in this yeah but i'm gonna go with leland i agree all right kenna who won the episode for you um i think donna no i'm just kidding <laughs> by not being in it because she's she's in, she's, in, she's in two shots um i'm sorry i keep on forgetting people's names like it's randomly audrey yeah cooper i was actually gonna say audrey i think she um she goes full detecto mode in this. yeah i i like yeah she that does first scene that side of her is fantastic yeah mm-hmm. first scene very very good very good so very cute. sexy she's so cute <laughs> she's really cute and then you get a whole different side of her with that slick back hair that anyways she wins for me just because we get a real, a well-rounded vision of her. I agree. Well-rounded. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you, you put a lot of double entendre in that. I didn't really mean to, but then Brad is making a slapping motion. I don't like it. What, yeah, what are you slapping there, Brad? That's like a downward slap. Are Something's you, wrong. You're downward it. slapping Something's wrong something. with the table. The leg table. Okay. Right. The, the leg, leg table? Leg, the leg of, the leg oh, the you're table. getting a little nervous. <laughs> Do you guys want to know who wins the episode for me? Who? It's Brad. Your brother didn't come into work the last few days. Where's he been? I don't know. He got personal business. <laughs> it is Clay Wilcox who plays Bernard Renault in this episode. You gotta go with Albert. You love it's Albert. It's not. I, I do love Albert, Albert, but he doesn't win the episode for Pick. me. Pick. Okay. Pick. Actually, Ed maybe. Ed doesn't do shit in this Ed episode. Does a, Ed does a ton. I said. I said Ed. Ed does a ton. <laughs> maybe Bobby. I can't decide. I can't decide. Let me think for a second. It was Clay Wilcox till he ashamed me. Albert going off on how he doesn't put up with dullards, dummies, doofuses, and whatever. But guess what? It's gonna be. It's not Albert. It's Miguel Ferrer, who's the actor who plays Albert. Okay. Who, by the way, was in 
Paul Thomas Anderson's first short film, Cigarettes and Coffee. Really? That got him his start and, and helped him finance Heart 8. R.I.P. So, yeah. R.I.P. and for real. And that was two years after Twin Peaks ended. Yeah. So, which means I'm pretty sure PTA was a Twin Peaks fan. What a guy. So, wow. yeah. Miguel Ferrer wins for me. All right, guys. Let's listen to the Log Lady intro for next week. I feel bad. I forced Even your hand on Even the ones who laugh are sometimes caught without an answer. These creatures who introduce themselves, but we swear we have met them somewhere before. Yes? Look in the mirror. What do you see? Is it a dream or a nightmare? Are we being introduced against our will? Are they mirrors? I can see the smoke. I can smell the fire. The battle is drawing nigh. Oh my gosh, Battle is drawing nigh? He said it's like they're fighting the forces of evil, basically. With the <laughs> That's cool. I see the mirrors. I it's see the very smoke. I see vague, the smoke. Very vague. <clears throat> very sexy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that I was incredible. That, that was interesting. The part where she's like, um, we're f- forced to meet them yeah, against our will. This, yeah, is this a force or, introduction? Yeah. Which I feel like that's talking about Maddie, right? She said there are some who laugh, but they pretend that they have the answers or something like that. I don't know. Cool. It's amazing. Very I'm cool. so pumped for next week. Very cool. We are we are in full groove mode. Like we never come out of at least this lane now. Like we were in warm up lane for the past three episodes. Yeah. And now we're like full speed. I like warm up lane though. It was nice. Oh, well, just you wait. Now that it was cool. Yeah, now that Bernard Renault's in the game, we're gonna have a lot. Bernard. We're gonna be in his personal business. Why not for the, the for the rest of the art? Like every season after this, the icon for our show will be Bernard Renault. So just so like funny. can you just do different Bernard Renault drawings? <laughs> <laughs> all right guys our well, bodies but his face but like with with the bandana in his mouth oh yeah let's go ahead and strut this one out let's uh Ooh. we'll see you guys next week for episode five yeah episode five oh, wow 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 we only have three left for the freaking season i know that's so crazy Jacques, don't pay me nothing <laughs> i'm known to you so an ounce you have that was personal use that's right I guess you don't get a whole lot of sleep at night then, huh, Bernie? Your brother didn't come into work the last few days. Where's he been? I don't know. He got personal business. <laughs> Why don't you ask him yourself? He'll be back tonight. In a minute. He's coming to work in the roadhouse. He's a bartender, isn't he? Bartender. No, we got you tied up in a chair. You're mixed up with your brother in a wide variety of felonies. What I want to know is why in the world would you tell us where and when to find you? Nothing beats the taste sensation when maple syrup collides with him. Perfect timing. Incredible timing. He's got personal business. He's a bartender, isn't he? (laughs) 